That is nuts. So that is, that is nuts. So these three guys, they get they they get arrested and they get they get they go to court and here's where here's where it turns from just all right this tale was an epic tale to all right really nothing happened to absolute I wanted to punch the TV. Oh so these boy! Guys get so these guys get convicted of kidnapping. Yeah. They get twenty six counts of kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you get now, there there's certain rules. There's you know certain things like it, whatever happens, you know, you can only get a certain amount of, of jail time or or whatever. Right. However, one of the stipulations on kidnapping is if there is bodily harm, you can get put away for life. Which in oh, when they go to trial, they they put them through and they charged the kidnappers with bodily harm to these kids, which right. obviously thirty six hours in a bunker, yeah, there's going to be some kind of bodily harm. Yep. It's not even it, but uh, it, so they do that and they get put away life in prison, throw away the key. Good. We're, we're good. And, and the story and the story right there, everybody walks away happy. But then, but then years later, they, their lawyers appeal the case. What? Claiming there was no bot claiming there was no bodily harm. So the, the life in prison should be off the table and they should get 27 years with parole. See, it's, they got 27 to life without parole. No chance. You're you're in, you're gone because of the bodily harm issue. When they took that off the table, now parole was involved. Oh boy. this, This is where society breaks down because if you can kidnap 26 people, and still get on parole. That's yeah. absolutely insane. Oh man. But it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse because of the way our system is done. Uh-huh. You don't just get all right, here, you know, all right, you you're up for parole. Yeah, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Go away. No. Every two every two years you're up for parole. So just imagine this. These kids who had a harrowing experience. Yes. Thought everything was done. They were away for life. There was nothing, nothing to worry about. Uh Uh-huh. Till they reversed that decision. And now every two years, these kids, these, now uh, I I say kids because I refer to them as when they were kidnapped. Yeah. But every Two years, they had to go in front of the parole board and relive the experience every two years to keep these guys in prison. Oh boy! Oh and, boy! And and again, I, I I know I keep saying this, but and it gets worse. So, so eventually, you know, the, uh, there was a there's part of the story where the guy who I was talking about who you know, went to drugs and got over it, got sober. Yes. And his story, yes. his part of his getting sober was he eventually just said, you know what? I can't live with this anymore. I, I can't live with the, the hatred for these people anymore. I have to just forget. I have to forgive them. I have, you know, 
it, it was that kind of story. And he was like, you know what? What happens to them happens to them. I'm not dealing with this anymore. So he was out. You know, he, yeah. he went in, he forgave them, and he said, you know what? Whatever happens. And so he no longer testified. Right. The one, there was one lady who testified every single year, every single time she was the one that went in and told her story. Yeah. And that's what kept and so eventually they let you know the two got they let two accomplice the two accomplices who they were like these guys didn't really know what they were doing. They were just kind of there and going along with it, but I'll get to that in a minute. But they, they, they let them out so they let them out with parole because they really didn't have anything to do with it. They didn't plan mm-hmm. this. They kind of just yeah. were going along for the ride. Um, yeah. so they get out, so the, both of them get out. And now there's just the one guy who planned it all and was doing it. So he's in there and he's and he's up and this lady is every every time he's up for parole, she's there to tell her story yeah. to basically say this guy took my childhood, robbed me of everything. Like I I can't I, I don't have relationships with people. I I have a di- I have I have conditions because of what this guy did. Yep. All, every time she does that, the parole board is like, nope, we're not letting this guy out. We're not letting right. him out. Well, unfortunately, at 55 years old, she passes away. Mm. And this parole board in California, California should be ashamed of themselves. Don't A tell year me. after she passes away, he's up for parole, parole granted. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now, this is why I say the last, this is why I was so mad when this story came out is you don't even hear from the parole board. You don't get any information as to why. Why did you let this guy out? Yeah. And and I, I get it. Like, oh, we didn't have any stories against him. You have her. You have her story. Every story she told, you keep telling that story. It doesn't matter that she's not physically there to do it because she passed away. Her story lives on. So you bring that story every time. If every time she gave it in person, it was good enough, then it was good enough after she's dead. And that's the the parole board were cowards. Cowards. Yeah. There's no reason these mo- that monster should be on. He should not have been let out of prison. They should. I, I said this on Facebook the minute after I got home. I said this, and I still believe this. They should have thrown the key away. They should have locked him up in a bunker in the basement and thrown the key away and said, this is what you did to those kids. You deal with it for the we're rest gonna, of your yeah, life. Yeah, we're going to deal with it. We're going to do it to you. That, we're going to do it how, to you. That's how it should have been ha- handled. And and he never should have seen the light of day ever again. Absolutely. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care what happened. I don't care. Well, you know, and, and because there were this 20, is why, there are 26 counts of kidnapping. This that alone this, should have put it. That alone should have put him away. This is the main reason why you, you brought up the 26. But it, it look it. it I I'd, I'd sing a different tale if like all of a sudden you know he I, he did the kidnapping. But all of a sudden, he had some kind of epiphany, and he let the kids out. That yeah. didn't happen. The kids got out on their own. Yeah. 
It's not like they said, oh, the kids, you know, it's not like they caught the guy and then he said, oh, I'm caught. The kids are here. Go, go rescue them. That's not what happened. The kids got out on their own. If the kids didn't get out, he would have been looking at 26 murders because those kids would have died in there because they forgot about them. So it, it it's not like he had some kind of epiphany all of a sudden that, oh, wait, I'm doing something horrible. And, and this goes back to the accomplices who they said, oh, they really had nothing to do with it. No, the minute the guy, the minute the planning guy said, hey, uh, we're going to. We're going to kidnap 26 kids. The minute he said, we're going to go on a school bus with shotguns, you should have said, dude, you're crazy. We're not yep. doing this. Yep. Like, a normal person would say, that's a dumb idea. Let's not do this. That's uh, normal. Yeah. What, so, the hell is, what the so hell is normal I, I don't nowadays? Feel, I don't feel sympathy for the guys. I, I, they shouldn't have been let out on parole either because they should have been kept in there just for stupidity. Absolutely like, you correct. allowed this to happen. You you went along with it every step mm-hmm. of the way. You were you were right there. You could have stopped this at any moment and said, "This is crazy. This, this is, is dumb. Let's this not is, do this. this. This is dumb. Let's not do. Let, let's this, let's not this do is this. More evil. Like we're not we're not we're, we're we're not doing this. I'm dropping my gun and I'm leaving and go and like go away, or or take care of it yourself. Like at any point you could have stopped it and you didn't. Mm-hmm. And again. To reiterate the point, the kids got out on their own. These guys had nothing to do with help, with helping yeah. them. They didn't help them at all. And so, I, I again, why? I, I, all I wanted is somebody from that parole board to say, well, here's why we let them out because it was this amount of years. He 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 made everything. He made things right with. A certain, you know, a certain group of people like he met, he met with while he was in prison, he met with the families that uh, of this, any, any excuse, give me something, give me something. But he, I can but he say. got nothing. Give me but something. I can say this guy like did something great that, that, that like allowed him to get out. No, they didn't give us anything. They just said, yeah, he uh, he served enough time and uh, the pro board let him out. What? Like, why? What? That, that's what I want. I wanted the why. I wanted the how did this go? How did this happen? Yeah. How did yeah, we allow that to happen? Did, didn't get it. And didn't we, get well, it. And it, it was just, it, it, again, 45 minutes of great television ruined by 10 minutes of just absolutely looking at yourself and going, this is the society we live in now. This is a society where you can kidnap 26 people and be let out on the street. And, and yeah, go ahead. Like, uh, uh, amazing. I, 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 I felt so dejected after, after watching it. Like, I, I was just so mad. I was so mad at the world. I, and I don't blame you. Lucky I live in Connecticut, which is as far from California as you can get. Yep. If I was there, I'd tell you right now, Texas justice would be coming for him. Yeah. We, we, they'd be doing another, they'd be doing a, a, a roundup. Somebody found him hanging from a tree because that's what, that, that's how they handled stuff back, back in the Western days. Right. 
Right. <laughs> they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't allow the, they didn't allow these people to. Oh, we're gonna let them out. Okay, you let them out. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. We got, yeah. we got this. <laughs> we got this. Absolutely. Oh. That's Chris. That's Chris Deeds joining us as he does every Thursday. An extended version of right. total before, of totally Deeds. Before I go, before I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give let me give my riddle for next week. So if you can solve this, if you can solve this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to compare Major League Baseball. What Major League Baseball is facing right now is the same thing as Wise's favorite team and what they used to be called in the early 90s and uh, late 90s, early 2000s. If you know what they used to call Wise's favorite team, you know the IP I'm I'm going to be talking about. Okay. So, oh you're boy, Nick's, you you gonna be talking about Nick's failure? Gotcha. Okay. Not. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Failure of the Knicks. That's too. That's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Deeds. Well. That's his riddle. See if you can see if you can solve it. If anybody, if, can, if anybody if can, can solve, solve it, it. You, if you can solve it, you know what's coming next Thursday. And it's yeah. it, it, and Major League Baseball, you are on, you are on the hot seat. I'm, I'm saying this right now. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, thank you, Deeds, very much. Thank you, this is definitely going to be a podcast episode. This episode of Totally Deeds is definitely going to be a, um, on the podcast list today because I'm making sure. I'm going to edit it because I'm going to be on location most of the day. I can't wait to po- to post this episode up and spread it around. Thank you, Deets. We appreciate right. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Passionate. Come after. Passionate. Passionate. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Unflinching. Let's go back to losing. Parking was easier. Unrelenting. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Totally. This one has a chance. Deeds. That's not just a murmur. That's a full-blown fibrillation. Wow. Yeah. Talk about an extended version. Mm-hmm. But I love what he I love what he brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. mic is very, very low, partner. No, I'm I'm speaking very low. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're overdue oh. for an hour number two update. So here we go. Because hour two actually has begun in a few minutes, but it begins officially right now. Time for hour two of this spectacular. Ryan mm. McCoffey now joins us this morning. That's what you need to do to beat Josh Allen. You need to make him uncomfortable. Hour two. Time for some spivey notes. And here's Jay. Well, I know he's only in his third year, but they're just wasting Justin Herbert. Hour two. The hardest working content creator I know. The playmaker. Hey, LeBron James, the greatest score for all time. Hey. Hour two. The one, the only Christopher Dietz. They rewarded Ohio State for not playing and they punished 
USC for playing. Hour two, Sam Shady. Oh, man. It's been a roller coaster ride if you were a Philadelphia Stars fan. Hour two, that's Big Ben, the man in charge of the BS3 network. And if I see Kurt, two chains cousins. Hour, hour two, Chris Bay's joining us. Oh, my God. Oh, this game. Oh, way to go, Sammy. Hour two, why is. <laughs> oh man, I thought I missed it. What in the all types of blue hell? Time for hour two of this spectacular, and it starts right now. Well, this is going to be an abbreviated hour two. Of course. Uh, thank you, Deets, for that. But, uh, Think about some of the when I post the when I post the podcast today. Think about some of the stuff that Deets talked about. That's going to be its own. That's going to be its own episode. And I kind of have an idea on how I'm going to do it from now on. How I'm going to do the podcast version of it. And I know everyone suggested you know go with the go with the clips, go with the short segments. But I what I'm going to do is take that idea. And expand it over the course of 45 minutes. Just take the best clips from the show or the best segments and squash it down to like 45 minutes to an hour and then just put timestamps in it. I was thinking about it this morning on the drive in, but uh, now that I have an editor on my laptop, I can do this on the road too. Okay. Hmm. So Mark Cuban is bitching and whining and moaning because he got beat by the Warriors again. Oh, did I say that aloud? See, I was giving you the room to talk about that, but you had to start off the broadcast with it. (laughs) All I said was to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. (laughs) And the Mavericks ain't there. Matter of fact, You know how many times I've been told and you've been told the same that we don't know our hoops? Yeah, I've been told that many times, yes. Okay. Yeah, let me turn yeah, this I'm up wrong, here. But I've been told many times that. Oh, yeah. We know, oh, they're definitely wrong. <laughs> All I said was, to be the champs, you have to beat the champs. And last I checked, it's March 23rd, not April 9th. So riddle me this, Cole Sports with a Z. Why do people love putting an epitaph on the Warriors when the season is not done? Especially owners of other teams. I don't know. Mark Cuban, perhaps, want to blame the reps when they simply got beat? It's simple. Sports fan is all about what are we, what have we seen lately, and they are prisoners of the moment for real. I mean, it's just ridiculous how uh, you can have these takes of well, they're done, they're finished. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen many people, uh, whenever, whenever the Warriors lose. See, I told you the I told you last year's ring was uh, was a fluke, and Curry oh is a fraud, God. and Clay Thompson's a fraud, and 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 and, and of course they run with uh, with Charles Barkley's uh, phrase with Draymond Green 
And Draymond Green, he's just a walking triple single. I, we told you, the Warriors are a fraud. Yep. Yep. And, and here is the yep. thing. Both you and I, you and I combined, we have watched eight decades of basketball. Eight yeah. decades of professional basketball at that. Yep. We can recall uh we can recall times when we've seen teams that have not had the greatest of regular seasons turn it on in the playoffs. Now you 19, know my example. Ni- 1995. I say now you know my example. I mean mm-hmm. I mean the the Rockets could not have looked worse from December to April. And they were Hard inconsistent. At- yeah. I mean, because Man, they, they started out the, yeah, they started out the gate hot. You know, they. Yep. I mean, they they looked they looked all the part of how they did when they finished off last year the, the year before. So everything looked fine, and all of a sudden it just went, it just it just south. spiraled downward quickly. And from about it went I'd south say, fast. Yeah, so I'd say about maybe because the season probably things started like late October. I'd say probably from around Thanksgiving till when the playoffs started. The, the the team was trying to find its footing, and it just was it was frustrating to follow them, and they circled their way all the way down to the sixth seed. And you have to understand, you look, you look at that playoff then up ahead, and you had a team that won sixty games and didn't win a division. You had a team that uh, that won fifty nine games, and of course they won. They won the division, and you had a team that won sixty-two games to win a division, right? And all, and, and that was that was their fate. They 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 did not have home court throughout whole playoffs. They had to beat a sixty-win Jazz team. It took them five games to do it, and this is when the first round went to five games and not seven, right? They had it took them seven to beat the Suns, who the Sun, and th- and this is and this is what what was messed up there. The Suns. The Suns had revenge in their minds because they blew a 2-0 series lead the year before against the Rockets. Yep. And then they had a 3-1 series lead and home field advantage, home court advantage, and they lost that one to, to the Rockets. Yep. Then yep. they went up against an MVP-led David Robinson-powered uh, Spurs team. Oh, by the way, with Dennis Rodman on the squad. Yes. They beat them in six games, and they won 62 that year. They had the best record right. in the season. And that's and then, the year we saw the best version of the dream shake because David right. Robinson fell victim to that in game yeah. six and Greg yeah. Gumbel's mouth went through the floor in the summit. That was the yeah, that was the best that was the best Hakeem ever looked. Ever. Ever looked. Wasn't that the year was, that Akeem wasn't that the year that Akeem went to Sam Cassell or was it the year prior? No, it, it was the year prior. It was it was it was the okay. year prior where he what was series? I think it was. The, I think it was the. Uh, it was the first round series where he grabbed the ball all the time. He grabbed the ball and he grabbed Sam, and he point <laughs> and he pointed. To, he pointed to the ball and he pointed yep. to himself. And you could see him mouth the words, "Give me the ball." <laughs> you know who should do that now? Anthony freaking Davis. To any of the point guards. Here's yes. my compare. Listen. Anthony Davis does not have LeBron in his head. LeBron's not on the floor with him demanding the ball. Anthony Davis, this is your time to prove me wrong. This is your time to prove me wrong because all you have to do is tell the folks on the floor, including Austin Reeves, look, 
We ain't got LeBron on the floor. The ball needs to go through me. Uh, can a lie be found with that? Look, the, I, I'm waiting. I'm the, waiting the, to hear my partner's response. Look, it's just simple. which says, "Oh, the lie can't be found, but it's simple. You have a player on. You have a player on your team that very few teams, very few players can stop. Right? What is the purpose in wanting to show off your own skills? Yep. When the name of the game is winning." And if he cooks, it would be better if you all would. And yeah. and now, how you come have, you have to think along with the process of you got to feed him first? And he is not a selfish player. If he sees that you have a better shot, he'll pass it out to you. I, I mean, it's just too simple. Okay, let me. Okay. I'll use a baseball reference, and yes, we talk baseball on this program. What? (laughs) (laughs) If the order goes through Frank Edward Thomas Jr., Mm -hmm. why would Ozzy Gian stop that? The only way that doesn't stop is uh, because of an injury. That's it. That's the only and that's the only thing that derailed Frank Thomas in 2005 was an injury. And I get laughed at when I say, now, the the, the, the guy that we do Hooked on Fondest commercial for deserves to be Robin. <laughs> yes! He deserves to be Batman. And I, and, I, and, and I get laughed at because people are so uh, People Wait. are so enamored with, well, here's this guy, year number 20, he's still putting up 36 and 8. I don't give a crap. The team's still losing. Okay. The, 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 the Lakers. option run through the guy who was in his prime. That isn't number six of the Lakers. I'm sorry to break the news to you. It has not been ever since he's been a Laker. Here's a statement that's going to anger Laker fans and Laker Nation. <sighs> The Lakers got lucky last night that they caught the Suns in disarray because the Suns aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I think they're going to circle the drain, and they may, and they may, they may bow out in the first the, the, round. The, sun, the Suns are going – you re, you ready for this one? Because I'm going to make you laugh out loud, and I dare anybody to find the lie with my next statement, and it reads as follows. Open it. The Phoenix Suns are going the way of the Los Angeles Clippers. CTD circling the drain. Close quote. CTD, Lord, why? Find the lie. Why we have to go CTD with them? (laughs) Are they not? Well, I, are they not? Te- well, we're talking about a team that started off hot, and then they have basically, basically been in a perpetual state of circling the drain ever since December. So yeah, and, I mean, and that's and not th- trash talking. That's just truth. I mean, that's what our eyes have seen. 
See, and, and here, and we know certain people in certain chats will tell, will try to tell us different, but they don't have facts to back their opinions. We have, we deal with facts here. All the other big shows that you may listen to and may watch do not deal with facts. They deal with opinions. Okay, they deal with nothing but opinions, but they put no numbers behind it. The closest I can say that does would be Colin Cowherd, but even that can be skewed because of the company that he is with. I will talk about that this afternoon. Now, see, here, go now ahead. Here's here, now, now here's where here's why the Suns are now going to circle the drain. If they're as not now, circling a, it, if they're not it, circling yeah. it now, yeah. As now, as opposed to before February, right? You see, the the team was just in total disarray. Period, and they had nothing that was going to to resuscitate them. It wasn't going to be Chris Paul's hunger of getting his first ring ever. It wasn't going to be Devin won't. Booker. Be, yeah, it wasn't going to be Devin Booker becoming the guy who is channeling Black Mamba. It wasn't going once to be again, Ayton. which he won't. It wasn't going to be DeAndre Ayton who was going to be that that presence down down low that the Suns need because he's still upset with uh with Monty Williams. Complete I mean, the triple play, which he won't. <laughs> and so then they figure, okay, we got the magic elixir. Here comes Kevin Durant. Everything is everything seems to be fine. He he heals from his uh, he heals of his injury. He plays a few games for the Suns. Now uh-huh. we have the big time Suns opening debut home debut of Kevin Durant. And he goes in for a layup before the game starts, and uh, the ankle goes. And now he's sitting on the bench, and we most likely will not see him possibly again, again. until the playoffs. More than likely, he will be struggling with it the rest of the season up until possibly at some point next year. My my next statement is as follows, and I hate saying this about one of the best players in the game. Kevin Durant is finished. And it's an injury it's because of an injury. So where he got a team. he got taken out. It, it's so because no, it's because of an injury. It's only due to an injury that I say Kevin Durant is finished. So you now have a team that they figured, okay, we have a top five prospect that's on the squad. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, we have we have a player who he can walk on the court and he can sneeze and score thirty. Okay, yeah. we're set, we're good, yep. and we know, and we know we got the point guard who's going to feed him as often as possible. And he can wait a minute, I thought Steph, I thought too. Steph did that for two years, uh, three years. Oh, I'm Lord. sorry, did I say that? So it would be so. The Suns thought, okay, we'll have an embarrassment of riches on offense because we'll Paul will feed Durant and Booker endlessly, and then if it's not those two, then he'll probably go down low and feed Aiden. So they had these dreams of of, of grandeur that they were going yep. to succeed, and now it started to turn even uh, turn turn back again into delusions of grandeur because and it's and it's getting uglier by the day. It's I mean, getting uglier team, by the day and worse by team, the game. This team was – people don't believe this. This team at one time was the number one seeded team in the West. There's a key this word year. in your sentence, sir. Was. Or, was. 
they were the number one seeded team in the West. And we're talking about this year, not last year, not the year yeah. before. This, this year. year. This year. They, they, were, were, they were, for about a month, they were the number one mm-hmm. seed. For they about a for about a month, it went yeah. between Utah, Phoenix, and Denver for being the number one right. seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't look nor resemble that now. They, they are where they them. need they they are where they need to be, and they're about to get leapfrogged. Let's take a pause, and we'll continue with this. Let's take a pause, and we'll continue with this discussion. We'll put a pin in it here, and we'll come back, and we'll discuss more on why the Phoenix Suns are in the process of disintegrating. With Cole Johnson, this is The Snowman. You're watching Snowman in the Morning and listening to it on all of our favorite networks, including WQEE 99.1 FM, back in a flash. This is Snowman in the Morning. Here's an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Do you like pricking your fingers to test your blood sugar levels? No one does, but it's important to maintain your health. And now, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you don't need to prick your fingers anymore. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar three or more times daily, injecting insulin, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now. And if you have Medicare or most major insurance coverage, you may be able to get a new CGM at little to no out-of-pocket cost. Shipping is free and will even bill your insurance company for you. If you are testing your blood sugar three or more times daily, injecting insulin, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now to learn how to end the painful finger sticks and get your own continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, at little to no out-of-pocket cost. That's why we here on this platform. Marriage. A loving splendor. A daily grind. Such is the case when Damien and Jamie get together and chop it up, for marriage is real. Just, let's just lay it all out here. Let's just be real with it. Join this wonderful couple who keeps it real and always in love. BS3 Network proudly presents Marriage is Real, where love is the only thing that matters. Live every Tuesday at 8.30 Central. Oh, and Jamie has something to say. Deuces and trays. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like the High Five Strangers Guy. Game-winning interception. First down. Just a nice, solid tackle. If you're in arm's length, you will be swapping skin with this extrovert. You see, he knows SeatGeek got him a great deal on tickets, so he can focus on what he does best, smacking palms. SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. The original Think Drink is back. Level up with proven ingredients formulated to crush your competition. No gimmicks, no jitters, no messing around. Just high-potency results that keep you moving day or night. There's a new nerd in town, and we came to play. Nerd Focus. Smarter than energy. Because we, t- we take this job so serious. What the f-
is that? <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. My apologies. What in the all types of blue hell? Yes, it's Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Welcome back to the home stretch of Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. I am one half that duo, Cole Johnson. My partner will join me momentarily. And the clip you just heard or seen from our, our brother, Wise El Jefe, it was because we were talking about a team who took a stupendous, absolutely craptacular. <laughs> that for the very first time, and the following came out of his mouth. Because we take this job so serious. What the f*** is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. My apologies. What in the all types of blue hell? This is Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. So we were talking about uh, just basically teams who were downward spiraling uh the suns were one of them and I, I believe my partner will love this point that victor Locke has put forth and i agree with him on this when he says my conspiracy theory is that the modern nba and more importantly the modern nba fan is trying to assassinate the principle of fundamental team basketball and the warriors are one of the last bastions Yep. What have I? What have I? Uh, what have I often said about the Warriors when people were when people were so enamored and and so concerned and feared the three? Yeah. I said no. That's the wrong approach to take with them because they're a team that is Princeton on steroids. They, yeah, they man, it, it preach, that, death... preach that again. Did you say Princeton on steroids? Yes. Yes. Pay attention, Arizona Wildcats. Yeah, I mean the Warriors are the Warriors offense is Princeton on steroids, because the, it is like dead by a thousand paper cuts. I, I uh, and 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 I and, and then I twist it and said it's dead by a thousand backdoor cuts. Yep, because they know that you want to defend the three, and 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 you have Clay Thompson and you have Stephen Curry. Where yeah, if you do leave them wide open, more than likely out and they're going to kill you. Deep, they're going to drain those threes and they're, they're going they're going to keep. Uh, let me borrow and, Jeff Dunham. Let me let me borrow Jeff Dunham. They're gonna kill you. Yeah, and so from distance, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna kill you. What's up, Drew Willingham? I will be ready for Sunday's version of the 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 sports senseis. I'll explain why this afternoon that didn't happen. Go on, partner. All right. So the theory is, and this goes to your this goes to your point, Victor, which you are correct. I will say that, sir. This goes to the fundamental team basketball play. So you fear that. Did you say fundamentals? Yes, fundamentals. Yes, I said an F word. Did you cuss? Did Mm -hmm. did you cuss? Yes, I said an F word. So so the theory is, and and, and believe me, I saw this because, as, as we have documented on this show many times, Manny. I got a chance to I got a chance to see the rock I got a chance as a Rockets fan to see the Warriors play literally up close and personal four out of five years when at this stretch the Warriors were at their best. They yeah. would have a defense literally draw themselves out to the perimeter and would try to say, Okay, we're gonna close out or be in and be in good position so we can close out on a guy who's attempting a shot, attempting a three. Well, 
they hope that, and then once that happens, you have the master of the hockey assist, Mister Mister Stephen Curry. Yeah, he'll throw it. He'll throw it inside. More than likely, it'll be to Draymond Green, but it could be mm-hmm. to anybody. But he'll throw it inside, and either he will, he will find a, find an open spot in the perimeter, or he would just simply cut to the lane and just yep. go to the hole, and. Uh-huh. Green will just drop the pass off to him or to Clay or to then Harrison Barnes or to now Andrew Wiggins or to Andre Godala back then and hopefully now in the future or anybody that would just be willing to cut in the lane now Jordan Poole. So how big ha- is how so big has Jordan Poole been for the Warriors the past yeah, two and a half years? Yeah, so now you know, so now you have to deal with okay the the basket needs to be protected. So then you slide your defense to tuck, cut off the backdoor cuts, and then the threes start to rain down. Fundamental basketball. And that is which what, is what last, in it. Which yeah. is what happened last night. Yeah. Fundamental basketball. Because that, that because the whole league is enamored with, okay, I just want to take the three. Because it, a three is more than two, but they forget two is more than zero. And yep. you, and and you gotta have the opportunity to have easy buckets, and and I think people don't understand the 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 amount of easy buckets helps your team to win. So if you have more easy buckets, the more your chances are to win. And they're not and and, and, and buckets don't come easier. Then no. all you have to do is just lay it up or dunk. So you get enough of them. Your 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 battles. It, it's like one. you said. It's it's like you said with the Warriors. Death by a thousand backdoor cuts. Yeah. Which is what Princeton did all night long against Arizona. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if teams actually learn the fundament the fundamentals again, then we have some prettier basketball. Colin Cowherd said it. I echo it. My partner echoes it. Victor echoes it. And anybody who's paid attention to basketball for an extended period of time echoes this statement. It goes like this. Today's NBA fan and today's NBA analyst, save a couple, are focused and enamored on two things. Stars and stats. Stars and stats. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback when I say my next statement, but I don't care. I welcome the pushback. Because of the fact that the NBA itself, the constituents therein who vote for, who who have voting interest in awards, robbed, robbed Stephen Curry of 2017 and 2018. Now, my partner pushes back on that with the fact that Kevin Durant was a member of the Warriors at the time, so Kevin and Steph cancel each other out. out. Very true. Very true. Definitely 2017, that's the case. Yeah, because the the Warriors just roared through everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you wouldn't think Kevin Durant was the leading scorer on that team, but at 30 and a half points a game, he was. Okay? Mm -hmm. And it's a quiet 30 and a half points a game. Very Mm -hmm. quiet. But here's why I say Steph got robbed twice. 2017, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double throughout the course of the season, including 
a 30-footer to end a 50-point triple-double, and everybody was so enamored with that that they say that season, that game, I beg your pardon, which took place in Denver, sealed Russell Westbrook's fate as the league MVP. Here's where I push back on that point. Which team was fighting to get into the playoffs and which team had already sealed the number one seed in the West? Well, there's no argument there to be made. Uh, the the argument that, that I think the NBA family had about Westbrook being the MVP that year is he did something that hadn't been done in over 50 years. And unfortunately, he has cheapened it <laughs> by – in success in, two, in the next two successive seasons doing a season triple double yet again so which is why i say which is why i make my statement of Steph being robbed of mvp in 2017 and 2018 again echoing my partner's point that because of the addition of kevin durant to golden state which basically took them from super speed to hyper speed for 3 years basically it took him from super speed to hyperspeed. You know, Kevin Durant and Steph canceled each other out, and it's very true. The 2018 World Championship Series proved that when a 43-point performance by Kevin Durant basically netted him the finals MVP. I have no problem and no issue with that fact, okay? No lie can't be found in any of my partner's arguments. What pisses me off is when these panelists Producer Clark, I love you for that word, is when these fake-ass panelists will use every non-factor. You listening, Rod? Every non-factor to discredit and disown what actually happened on the field or on the court. Am I lying anywhere, partner? Mm-mm. And here's what's going to make you even angrier. Try me. So, all right. So in 2017, yes, you're correct. The, the Warriors ran away with with the whole league that year. Uh, That's I mean, an understatement. They, yeah. They, they, I mean, there, there was no team that was going to touch him in 2017. Right. And and plus, they were motivated because they you know they lost the because finals of, the year before. Because they got screwed the year before. But yeah, so, I digress. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So they they were on a mission and they wanted to crush everybody. And yep. Did. Yep. And like I said, for for MVP, either guy, uh, either even Durant or Curry, I wouldn't have had a problem with either one winning it. But I knew they exactly. weren't going to. I knew they yep. weren't because I was like, okay, I'm not seeing. Now, if we saw, like, if we saw Curry have like 35 and Durant maybe had 20 to 25, then yeah, I would think Curry probably would have yep. gotten the MVP or vice right. versa. Right. Right. But since you had Durant who scored 30 and I think Curry was like between like twenty five and twenty seven. Yep. People would think, well, t- well, neither guy really is the guy that really led the team there. It's sort of a tandem thing. Yeah. All right. So, mm, no, not there. Yep. The part that's going to anger you is the person who felt cheated out of the two hundred seventy MVP award was James Harden. And he won the. Uh, I knew where you. I knew that's where you were going because he felt cheated out of 2017 award. So just to make up for it, they gave him the award in 2018. Meanwhile, 
the and person who should have won have as good of a year in 2018, 2017. I agree. And, and the, the the person who should have won couldn't win because of an injury that took away a lot that took away a lot of his games. Mm-hmm. That that took away the tail end of the, that took away the tail end of the uh, 2017, 2018 season. Yes. Yeah, so and because and because of that and because of that fundamental rule, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't qualify for winning the MVP. Right. That part right. I understand. Yeah. But be that as it may, even if he did play the required number of games, he wouldn't have gotten the 2018 MVP anyway because everybody was so enamored with James Harden and that yeah. step back travel. Oops. Yeah. Oh, you're lying. But it's just, but that's that was just how it is. And and uh, and to me, Harden I think had the better year in he 2017 did. than he 2018. Did. Yep. But I but but I even knew then I was like, okay, Harden's up for the award. I don't think he's going to win it because I because right. I, I figured it was I figured it was going to go to Westbrook considering that he did something that was on that was done by Oscar Robertson in you know 62 and hadn't been done yep. since then. So yep. he probably going to get he's probably going to get the nod because. Normally, normally, and this is why Harden won in 2018. Normally, MVP awards go to the best player with the best record on the team that has the number one seed overall. Normally, normally, normally. normally. So, so, and 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 the number two guy on that team has to basically, I would say, have a distance of he can't average ten points. He has to average ten points or or more or less, yeah. than the number one guy, for example, like Magic when, Johnson. Anyone? Yeah, yeah. Like 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 for example, Jordan. You know, Jordan and definitely with the definitely with ninety one to ninety two, he averaged yes. thirty, and Pippen was averaging twenty. It had right. to be that type of discrepancy for for the awards the, the award makers to look at it and say, okay, so yeah, this is the unquestioned number one guy on the team. So. In 2018, you had that with Harden. The the Rockets won 65. The Warriors only won 58. And so you had Harden, who did not have as good of a year. He was he he was going to win it. And I knew I knew it as soon as when the Rock. I knew it as soon as when the Rock. I'm talking back in January of that year. Yeah. When the Rockets beat the uh, when Rockets beat the Warriors to, to to win the season series in the regular season against them, I said, okay, so the MVP was the MVP is Harden's. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. So. That that's done now. Can they actually win the real award and actually get to the, get a Western Conference championship and win the world championship? And the answer to that, the answer was that a resounding was a no. no. And so I didn't care about him winning the MVP. I wanted that. I wanted those two rings of the Western Conference championship and a, and and a and the world cha- and the world championship. Yeah, because those are the two that matter. And he didn't he didn't come close to sniffing either one. So, so in my estimation, okay, fine. Harden wins 2018's MVP. To me, Durant and Curry got the last laugh, and yeah. got the last laugh against him. So more than once, yeah, more than once, yeah. And so, yeah, and, and then and then you had 2019 when Harden decided to go absolutely ballistic and try his hand in scoring as many points, averaging as many points in the season as as Jordan. And I'm thinking that basically uh, Daryl Morey, the now current uh, president of basketball operations for the 76ers, he had to have – he had to have – no, no, I'm not going to go there. He had the nerve to say, quote, 
James Harden is the best offensive player in the history of the NBA. Close quote. I yeah. was going to go and with defense, he the Blaze. And defensively, gonna, James Harden got sliced to pieces all yes, year. Yeah, and got sliced to pieces when they got booted out that year in the conference semifinals against the Warriors. But with Darren Moore's statement, I was going to say he's blazed up and smoking, but no, I'm going to go this way. Why the f- you lying? Why you always lying? Oh, my God. Stop f***ing lying. Always lying to me. You lying so much. You making it hard for me. And you get no argument out of me. That, yeah. It's, and on that it's, note, those type of things is ridiculous, man. Yeah. And on that note, we have come to the finish line of this late-running version of Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to us today and Friday. You know, tomorrow's Friday. We got a fully loaded show for you. I'll be back in studio. You know, Chris Bass at the bottom of hour two. Ben Sutter at the top of hour two. Uh, Sam Shady will not be able to join us tomorrow because he and the family are road tripping. Oh, cool. But, okay. good, good. yeah, we want to wish uh, Sam Enjoy your safe time. travels. Yes. Uh, they're going to Nebraska. So enjoy your time, fam, bro. Enjoy your, enjoy your time, and please be safe and come back to us next Friday. Yes. Cole and I will fill the bottom of hour one with some football talk, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, what we, that's what we got, and that's what we'll do. This afternoon, the Brian Snow Show welcomes Chris Pame from uh, Windsor, Ontario. He'll join me at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Replay on WQEE at 5 p.m. And thank you to the folks at WQEE for picking up this program as well as the Brian Snow Show. We appreciate you. Cole Sports is a part of Snowman Multimedia. Um, Stuck in My Mind podcast as well as Mentality. Thank you to everyone that has supported Cole Sports, Snowman Multimedia, and Real Wise Productions. This conglomerate is going to take over Las Vegas at the Super Bowl. Have a great day. God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move. And always remember, if your dreams don't scare you. And they are not big enough. And Hawk TV, it's his heirness forever, not LaFraud. We're out of here. See you tomorrow. And this is for you, Victor. This moment of bronze sexual stupidity is brought to you by Hooked on Bronics. When you start talking like an idiotic bronze sexual, Hooked on Bronics can set you right. Call 1-800-YOKAY! Alright, Ray, LJP, now I approve all this.